What's up and welcome to the DualSense podcast for episode 174. I am one of your co-hosts. My name is Jason, of course, and I'm joined by your other co-host, who is calling himself tonight Monica. Mm-hmm. Maybe Lewinsky or I don't know any other Monicas. Just say it slow. Ma. No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh-huh. I'm not doing uh-huh. that. Okay, you almost got me there. You're a funny guy. Anyway, his, his yeah. Christian name. His Christian name is Travis, of course. Travis, mm. what's going on tonight? Nothing. I got learned a uh, cool thing about my uh, stepdad tonight. Oh, you did? I'll, I'll, yeah. I'm ready for it. Uh, yeah, at the eye doctor, he got talked into buying... Um, First of all, I got talked into buying wipes for his eyelids. Wipes for his eyelids? Yeah, I don't know. What do you mean? Don't you just take a bath? Uh, I don't know, man. And then he got talked into buying $80 vitamins for his eyes. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) This is such an old person thing to do. I know. Oh my God. I was... (laughs) Shit. What's wrong with his eyes? Can he see? I mean, vitamins should help. I don't know. He's he's old. Of course, he can't see. I don't know. I mean, it's not like he's walking around with two sniper scopes on his eyes. But <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have a couple of twelve times scopes on there. Exactly, he's got it. It works. Yeah, yeah. You know, he take those vitamins to get down to a couple of ACOGs in no time. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Right now, he's just looking at the iron sights. He's going to be at ACOGs in a couple of weeks. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is great. What's what's his eye? Well, never mind. You don't have to tell me, but I just you, don't want to go there. You just have to. You just have to support him. You know. Yeah, that's all you can do. It's like, and they're and they're too hard headed, and you can't tell them like, no, you can't do that because they're convinced that that was the right thing. Like, you know, <laughs> you just have to listen to it and go go with the go with the flow. Well, uh, I don't have anything to report on my end. Uh, today was my first day of Christmas vacation, so uh, that's been good. Although my wife drug me into town, and we literally were shopping like grocery shopping for like six hours so i, I <laughs> want to properly kill myself pretty much i really wanted to kill myself when we were at walmart that was the worst as you can oh, imagine yeah i mean it was the absolute worst it's before the holidays so everybody and their grandmother's there and the lines to check out are stupid people are stupid and then you go to check out you wait in line for 20 minutes you finally get up there the girls are literally taking one item at a time scanning it putting it in the bag, turning back, grabbing one more item, scanning it, putting it in the bag as slow as possible. Then instead of rotating the spinny thing around and keep going <laughs> with the bags, she ta- she fills one bag at a time, takes it off the thing, hands it to us. I'm like, oh, what are we doing? What are we doing? It's, it's Christmas. It's, two to, it's three days before Christmas. We can't be doing this shit. You got to get these people out of here. And then my wife about killed the guy at the <laughs> customer service because we tried to return like some suckers or something that were like sealed. Well, first of all, they were in wrappers and they were sealed in like a sealed in like a jar thing. Hadn't been opened. And he said, we can't take these back. She's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, they're a food item. We can't take it back. She's like, it's not been opened. And he said, well, we can't take it back. <laughs> so like she kept going. Eventually I was like, all right, we got to go. <laughs> She's pregnant and shit. So she like doesn't take shit off anybody right now. It's kind of funny actually. So I just let her crush that guy's soul for a few minutes. It's, it's even better. Yeah. It's like, it's like she's evolved. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's evolved. All right. She's like trying to go Super Saiyan, you know? <laughs> it's like, it's like when they cut away, like to be continued and there she's like, ah, ah, you know, she's doing that. 
right now. So kind of cool. Anyway, Travis, we are a PlayStation podcast where you and I get together each and every week to discuss all the news, rumors, new game releases, and much more in the world of PlayStation. We do it all in under 90 minutes, and we post new episodes every Monday on all of the podcast apps around the globe, as well as the YouTube, if you prefer to listen there. We also share gameplay videos on YouTube. I've shared a couple different videos in the last week or so from some games I've been reviewing and, and stuff like that, so check that out. We'd also love to hear from you on social media. You can find us on X or Twitter, whatever you call it. Uh, we go by at the DualSense Pod, which is the same handle we go by on Threads, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Our website is thedualsensepodcast.wordpress.com. You can get the shows there too, as well as show notes, our photos, and bios. So please find us, hit us up. Let's talk some PlayStation. And uh, yeah, without any further ado, let's jump into a very busy week of news here. And I got to say, two really busy weeks in a row here. I don't, we've been doing this for like three years now. I don't ever remember December being as busy as it has been. So this is pretty unprecedented, especially right before Christmas. So we got a lot to, uh, to cover here. Let's get going. Number one, the hack of Insomniac Games that we briefly mentioned last week turned out to be true and a worst case nightmare scenario for the Spider-Man and Ratchet and Clank developer. The ransomware group responsible for the hack reportedly stole more than 1.3 million files and nearly 2 terabytes of data from the studio, many of which were highly sensitive files, not only in terms of game data, but also personal information for many employees and contractors. We won't go into more granular specifics for this massive hack, but it's worth reporting on some of the higher level revelations and implications. For starters, and before we move on any further here, I do want to say we are going to spoil... Um, not games specifically, but we're definitely going to spoil what Insomniac is going to be doing for the next decade or, or so. So just if you don't want to know, then turn it off now. But here we go. So for starters, the timeline for Insomniac's upcoming game projects was released. It includes five games between 2025 and 2030, which is astounding in its own right. Those games include a Venom title in fiscal year 25. Wolverine in fiscal year 26, Spider-Man 3 in fiscal year 28, a new Ratchet and Clank in fiscal year 29, and an X-Men game in fiscal year 2030. There was also a new unannounced IP in their timeline for either 2031 or 2032. Three multiplayer games and modes are also in the cards, it seems, for Spider-Man, Wolverine, and X-Men. The files also revealed that Sony and Marvel have an agreement to keep, for, to keep a total of three X-Men games coming by 2033. That agreement also includes some exclusivity for the X-Men property, with Marvel not able to release or announce any X-Men games on console, PC, or streaming platforms, nor use any characters from the property in a competitive game through the end of 2035. It is a catastrophic hack and subsequent leak for Insomniac Games, revealing all of its short- and long-term plans, robbing both the studio and fans the element of surprise, as well as setting what, setting what will no doubt be unfair expectations for what these games should be elsewhere. The hack also gave us some interesting insights into general PlayStation Studios operations that bear mentioning. First is that a presentation within the release files seems to indicate that PlayStation will look to release more quote-unquote mid-sized games, such as Miles Morales between major tentpole games. One note from Insomniac states, quote, Prospects of spending $300 million on three mid-sized games versus one AAA is very intriguing, end quote. 
On Friday, Insomniac Games released a statement regarding the hack, which read in part, quote, This experience has been extremely distressing for us. We want everyone to enjoy the games we develop as intended and as our players deserve. Ellipsis. Marvel's Wolverine continues as planned. The game is in early production and will no doubt greatly evolve throughout development, as do all our plans. End quote. In more dire news, PlayStation is apparently looking at closing another of its studios, according to notes from a meeting that took place on November the 9th, where it was mentioned that, quote, there will be one studio closure, end quote. This meeting took place after the closure of developer Pixel Opus, which we've already reported on, so it stands to reason that this means another PlayStation studio is on the chopping block. Additionally, as we know, PlayStation has asked all of its studios to cut costs, Insomniac looking at reducing its headcount by 50 to 75 people at one point recently, according to the documents. So, a lot to, to take in here, but what do you make of any of this, the leaks, or, uh, you know, Insomniac's games, or PlayStation looking to close a studio, apparently? Probably Media Molecule, if I had to guess, but what do you think? Yeah, do, you, do we know how many people Insomniac employs total? Total, it's like a thousand, because they have okay. two studios. They have one in North Carolina, one in LA, and I think there's like four or five hundred at one and four or five hundred at the other. So they're asking them to do like five to seven percent cut in staffing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because I was thinking they had to be pretty large when you look at this timeline, right? So the timeline yeah. of games puts you over across five years. It's a it's a basically a release every year. Now later right. on you're talking about these mid sized games. So you would mm-hmm. assume um maybe Venom could be a mid sized game, you know? Yeah, uh, it's possible. Yeah. Wolverine so. and Spider Man, you know, are gonna be huge. X Men will be huge. Mm-hmm. I honestly thought we'd get a Ratchet and Clank before Spider-Man 3, but, you know. Yeah. I mean, like like we talked about before, you know Wolverine will be in the new Spider-Man. There's going to be some sort of tie-in, so I guess stacking those together does make sense. Um, one thing I thought was weird was they're supposed to have, what, three... Um, would you, hold on, would you, let me look at this. Yeah, three X games coming, three X-Men games coming by 2033. The yeah, first one isn't scheduled until 2030. So they're going to have, mm-hmm. they're going to bang them out three in a row. So I guess. You would, it's insane. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so you would assume two of those are mid sized then, right? Because there's no way you could bang right. out three AAA games um, in a row like that, especially the same genre. It's going to burn you out. So I think maybe, yeah. what, what does X Men games look like, right? Maybe there's a AAA, a mid size, and they throw in some sort of multiplayer thing like factions are supposed to be, you know, something kind of, it's a game. By mm-hmm. definition, um, I think would be fair. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say there's a lot more that's leaked out too since I've even typed this. But like for instance, there's there's something that's come out kind of to your point that you're talking about that Insomniac is considering, or maybe PlayStation generally that they break their games up into parts. So like there's a there's a I guess some some context or some documents that say Spider-Man Three might be a three part game. Like there might be a part one. And there might mm-hmm. be a part two, and then there's the part three is actually like a multiplayer component, and that they might sell each of those for fifty bucks. So that seems like a PlayStation move. It does. I it honestly, the X Men thing too. So that could be what the X Men yeah, thing about. I think that's a fair call out. I think that's pretty much right on. Like I, like we talked about in the group chat, like most people aren't a big fan of Insomniac becoming Marvel's video game studio. Yeah, I'm definitely not. But it's stupid. The thing I like about it is it's all in one spot. So and yeah being a man i love compartmentalization so <laughs> it's all right there for me i don't have to think about it i know what insomniac is i know what i'm getting sure. you know i thought the point that was made about 
maybe some unfair expectations. I don't know if that's really warranted because I feel like every game that likes, I feel like any game that's tied to X-Men or Wolverine or Ratchet, like they're all going to have unrealistic expectations. Mm-hmm. The new Uncharted yeah. people are going to expect it to be a 10 out of 10. Like it doesn't matter anymore. Like I think when PlayStation makes these AAA level games, people expect them all to be perfect and doesn't matter if we know what it is or don't know what it is at this point um, and they've kind of built that reputation themselves they kind of got to sleep with it you know it's not like xbox when xbox announces an xbox exclusive people are like oh, i can go either way <laughs> like right we'll see how it goes so i mean it's a catch-22 yeah, um yeah i go back and forth on that one but what i thought was interesting was the quote that you went through here at the end where they said wolverine will continue as planned Okay, mm-hmm. well, nobody said it wouldn't, so why are you telling me that? That's that's hmm. makes me that raises my antenna. But then they said, you know, things evolve through development, as do all of our plans. So then I'm, now I'm starting to think like, all right, it feels like Venom and Wolverine are tied in because they're so near to us. Mm. What does Spider Man Three look like? I don't know. Maybe your three game idea is what it is. That would be a development. You know, that'd be a change. Mm-hmm. What does three X Men games look like? I think they've. They left the door open there. I kind of felt like they wanted to change some things because of the leak. Is kind of how I read that, and mm. um, possible for whatever reason, either to keep some element of surprise or to uh, make it look like the le- the leakers were wrong. Maybe, maybe they could do some reverse psychology. Like I thought that was an interesting quote to make. Yeah, all things considered, yeah. I just, in a nutshell, not not a big fan of the hack, but. The whole Insomniac thing being a Marvel studio is just, you know, it's kind of, kind of disappointing in a way. Yeah, I think I think you summed up my thoughts in a nutshell as well. First of all, you know, it sucks that they got hacked uh, and that all this is out there for obvious reasons, but it is out there, so we, we do have to talk about it. And my biggest personal takeaway from all of this is that, like you said, I hate that they're pretty much just going to make Marvel games, um, you know, for, I mean, for the next decade or more, you know, with the Ratchet and Clank game thrown in there, it sounds like I'm not a Ratchet guy, so whatever. Uh, hopefully that new IP uh, that's that's rumored or in, in the documents is, you know, not another Marvel game that's just, you know, in the <laughs> early stages. That's certainly a possibility, but hopefully not. Hopefully it truly is. But still, we're going to have to wait 15 years for that, you know, 10 or 15 yeah. years for that to happen. So because this timeline is not going to be concrete. Things will change. One of the other big glaring things for me is, you know, there there had been talk that Wolverine may even come out next year or, you know, nobody had expected it to come later than 2025, but here it is being planned for 2026. So, yes, yeah, sucks. Yeah, that that sucks big time. Uh because I'm definitely excited about that game even though I'm not a Marvel guy because the last Wolverine game, X-Men Origins Wolverine was fantastic. So, you know, especially if it's going to be like a more mature, gory game. That sounds pretty cool. Still not thrilled about them being a Marvel studio. I think that that's a waste of their talent. With that said, I understand why Sony's doing that because these games are guaranteed to sell very well. Very well. So they're going to make their money back and and make profit on these Marvel games because they're going to sell like crazy. So I understand that part of it. It's a very... it's It's an easy way to minimize risk with one of your most talented studios so i get that i get is, it. um is a thousand people enough to make this many games in a row like you they have to be 
in multiple stages of development or is it compartmentalized to where like you hey you guys you're just doing textures and when you yeah. finish them on wolverine you're doing spider-man and they're just like whatever they're definitely making at least two games simultaneously they're making one in north carolina the north carolina team has been the ratchet and clank team is my understanding and then you have the la team has been the spider-man team so you know that tells me now that north carolina is pivoting uh to marvel to a marvel game so they can definitely, they're definitely making at least two games at one time in full production is my point. So, you know, I guess it's a, it's an aggressive schedule, but at the same time, Insomniac has already put out three games since the PS5 release. They put out three games in three years. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there's that too. And if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be them, I, I would say. Oh, and then finally there, the, the studio that I think could be on the chopping block. I mean, I think the obvious one is Media Molecule. I still don't know that they would do it because if we've talked about before how they have their, the, the head of their studio is, you know, is a BAFTA fellow and, you know, they're a British studio. And I, I don't know. I mean, they'd have to have some pretty big cojones to, to shit can Media Molecule, I think. But they also haven't made a game in a decade. So, you know, I mean, they're definitely hemorrhaging cash. So there's that. We'll see. Number two, in a bit of news that flew under the radar this week, Travis, Sony and PlayStation have made an investment to bolster their mobile game output for the, for the future. As reported by Gamatsu, Sony Group has purchased a near 10% stake in Japanese mobile gaming company Akatsuki. The two firms have reached an agreement that Akatsuki said in a release allows them to, quote, further build relationships with Sony Group and its affiliates to create new business opportunities aiming to cooperate in overseas market expansion for mobile games, both those currently under development and those to be developed in the future, as well as to collaborate with co-production and development of new IP and content, end quote. Akatsuki has developed mobile games August Cinderella 9, Romancing Saga Reuniverse, Dragon Ball Z Dokken Battle, Atelier Resleriana Forgotten Academy, and The Polar Knight Liberator and they're currently working on a game called Tribe 9. Okay, so another, you know, after we had kind of discussed whether PlayStation was still taking mobile seriously, and uh, they bought that one studio, Savage, which is renamed like Neon Koi or something like that, but they've lost their leadership. So it, it seems like they're still taking mobile seriously, but what do you make of this? Yeah, it seems a point in that direction. You know, like we talked about, though, how much... I wonder how much, did they say how much the 10% is? Or was it like, is it valued at $1,000? They bought $100 in stock. It was like 1.2 million yen or something like that. Like, it like, was a relatively modest. Yeah, it's like $12. Investment. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's an interesting <laughs> move. Maybe it says more about the last purchase than anything. Like, mm. I think it's wise for them to have some kind of footing in the mobile, in the mobile market. I mean, mm. I mean, we talk about how big the consoles are and this, that, and the other, but like mobile gaming is like the biggest quote unquote platform in the world. Like people play sure. games on their phones constantly. Sure. Like, so it makes sense to have some sort of stake in it. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they come up with. Cause I don't know what any of those things you said are in none no. of those games. I've heard of um, Dragon Ball Z Doken battle, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. I've heard of Dragon Ball Z and then <laughs> the romancing saga almost looks like Lady Gaga. That's interesting. And, um, I pictured Polar Night Liberator was just the Polar Express liberating countries in Europe. You know, that's what I think is happening there. 
the biggest takeaway from the story is that these Japanese names are so cool. Like all these Japanese words are awesome. Like Akatsuki, what a cool name. Yeah. We don't have anything fun like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, yeah, they're, no. very, they're very, very elegant over there. Yeah. No, I just think it's, you know, I would be interested to see if it's more of a reflection of the last company they bought who's lost their leadership or if this is more mm-hmm. of a kind of a pairing with it or if it's a replacement. That kind mm-hmm. of thing is more interesting to me, but they would be silly not to have some sort of footing in the mobile market. Yeah, definitely. It's worth pointing out, too, that Koei Tecmo, a, a famous Japanese publisher, uh, you know, that publishes, has published like Dynasty Warriors in the past and stuff like that, they also made an investment in this very same company. Their investment was, I think, 7 or 8%, so a little bit smaller than PlayStation or Sony, I should say. Um, so they're not alone in this investment, and it it seems like, based on the IP that they are working with, you know, like Atelier is a big one, uh, you know, the Saga. Uh, games, Dragon Ball Z, those are pretty big IP from a you know in in Japan and and really you know globally now too in the West. So you know they've got some some bona fides, they've got some some chops, I guess, to to make these games. And I understand why Sony, I think, would want to invest in them. It's not an outright purchase, so I think that's worth noting too. They're just kind of getting their foot in the door, like you said, to have games come to PlayStation or have have PlayStation uh, games come to mobile in some way or some form or fashion i don't know so we'll have to see the fruit of this but the weird thing is that we still haven't seen any fruit from any of the mobile stuff that they've done thus far so it's weird uh you know that they that they don't talk about it either so i mean this wasn't even a sony or a playstation release this was one from akatsuki so there's that too it's almost like they're just trying to do it in secret almost like they're embarrassed is the way it feels like so it's almost like they're they're doing it because they know they have to but they're embarrassed to say that they are is how i feel about it i don't know number three playstation executive and jim ryan's future replacement in my opinion eric limpel told the financial times this week that playstation vr2 has been a slow burn for sony saying quote it's a bit of a challenging category right now end quote adding that sales of psvr2 were quote-unquote going well Lumpel went on to say that Sony remains committed to the VR sector, but was disappointed with the overall VR sector, saying, quote, I think we I think there was a higher expectation generally for what VR could do or would do for gaming, end quote. Along those very lines, PlayStation's second party studio First Contact Entertainment announced it is quote, it is shutting down at the end of this month in a rather shocking turn of events, citing a lack of VR support in the gaming industry as a whole. First Contact is the developer of the popular Firewall Zero Hour for PSVR and the recent sequel Firewall Ultra on PSVR 2, which I reviewed uh, just a few months ago. They also were developing a new shooter called Solaris Offworld Combat. In a statement shared on social media, the studio said, quote, as, in AAA, as a AAA VR game developer, we are just not able to justify the expense needed going forward. We are extremely proud of the team and grateful to our investors, our partners, and of course, our community of dedicated and passionate players, end quote. There's been no word yet on what will happen to Firewall Ultra, its servers, or if refunds will be issued to players who purchased the premium edition of the game, which promised a year of post-launch content. All right, so what do you think about the, I don't know, some trepidation here for for VR from, from PlayStation and Obviously, a big second-party studio closing down too. Yep, here we go. Eric Limp Dick Limpel. <laughs> yeah, I think Eric said something that I think most gamers would agree on that mm. they kind of had bigger expectations for VR than we've seen. I don't. 
it's a curious question. I wonder what the, why that is. Like, like is it that much more cumbersome and annoying to pull out the VR and put it on? Because like when you talk, hear people talk about VR, they're like, whatever. Like you were like that poker game's awesome. That whatever. Yeah. What was it called? Hot take or hot shot? Hot shot was a lot of fun. Uh, Beat Saber's kick ass, but then like, but you just don't see people playing it a lot. If that makes sense, like a lot of people playing it. Like you, you see them play it once or twice, and they talk about how cool it is, and they never put it on again. Like, it's weird. It's like there's, it's like it's inconvenient almost. It feels like the VR system in general, no matter what it is, Oculus, PlayStation VR, whatever, it mm-hmm. feels like it's inconvenient. Um, you can't mm-hmm. just pick up a controller and play, right? You gotta do all this other stuff, which is kind of funny. It's not like it's that inconvenient, right? Is it any more inconvenient than when I have to set up my sim racing stuff? No. But it still is inconvenient because I still feel like that's inconvenient sometimes. So it just seems like it's it's almost like it's it's a niche thing that's expensive. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. and to their point, I've wondered for a while, like, like who's investing in these games? Like they can't be making that much money. Right. Like I've always felt like they might break even. I just, I, I, I don't know. I think it's a fair question to ask. Like, at what point, at what point yeah. does it just become what it is, where it's just a niche? Like, not everybody has a yacht. Not everybody goes skiing, right? It's a niche mm-hmm. thing. I wonder at what point it becomes that. Like, it seems like consoles are super accessible. Mm-hmm. So are the handhelds. And it's just, for whatever reason, the VR thing, it's, and I don't think it's a price point thing at all. It's just, it's like a convenience thing. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's definitely not a primary way to play video games for most people. And I think if you do exclusively or primarily play it in VR, I think that you are in an extreme minority that does that. I think, you know, it's not, it's less, it is, it's not cumbersome necessarily to do it. I mean, I have to move my ottoman out of the way, you know, when I do it, which is really the worst. I mean, that's, that's it really. Uh, you know, the especially on PSVR two now, it's it's simple. It's one cord. You know, you move, you move the ottoman out of the way, you're good to go. But I think it's more so of like, it's hard for most people. I think to play VR for long stretches of time. Like even when I'm playing games, like standing in the room or whatever, you know, I get fatigued because you got to think about it. like you're not moving a ton necessarily. I mean, depending on the game, but like I get fatigued. Like my knees start to hurt because like. I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain it. It's not because I, I mean, partly, I guess I'm old, but partially it's like when you're doing stuff in VR, you're like bracing yourself or you're like crouching down a shoot or like, does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, you're not necessarily like, I'm not sprinting across the thing, but I'm also like bracing myself to shoot or I'm like dodging something coming at me or whatever. So like there is like a fatigue factor. I feel like for me, cause like if I play VR for more than a couple hours, depending on the game, like, you know, I, I definitely am sore. Like, I'm tired. Like, I'm ready to quit playing. You know, I mean, not that I play games generally for more than two hours nowadays, but it's just, it's tougher to do that in VR for sure, I think. Especially, I mean, I can only speak to PSVR too, but so there's that. You know, there is a lack of support from PlayStation Studios proper, lack of first-party support. But with that said, there's a ton, a ton of awesome games on PSVR 2 that have come out this year. There's so many good games that have come out on PSVR 2. It has a it has a really good launch year library. And I don't think that you can really argue with that. Now, with that said, like you said, it is very niche. It's extremely niche. I think that, yeah, it's like people who 
use a sim racing rig. It's like people who bought the PlayStation Portal who who play that. I think that's niche as well. Like nobody's playing primarily on the Portal. Nobody's playing primarily on PSVR two. It is what it is. You know, I don't I don't know what they can do to make it more appealing. I really don't. I mean, five hundred dollars for we talked about it before. Five hundred dollars for what the PSVR two does is a very good value proposition, in my opinion. But you know, it's a big ask. You got to also have the five hundred dollar PS five. So I don't know. Definitely an uphill climb. I hate though to see that first contact entertainment closed. Uh, I think Firewalls. I gave it a seven point five. I think it's a you know, it's a, it's a good game. It's an above average game. There was promise there that you know they were going to improve and grow just like they did with the first game and so it kind of sucks that they're not going to get the opportunity to do that uh i guess the sales for that game obviously were not very good which is weird because that's one of the biggest releases of the year on psvr2 from just a just a quality standpoint it's probably the closest thing we've got to a triple a game since horizon forbidden or what is that i forget call the mountain or whatever so there's that but yeah so they're they're shutting down very quickly i mean they're shutting down in like a week basically uh, they haven't said anything about what it means for the game. I would assume the servers are going to shut down. But the weird thing is, is like two days ago, they said they just released the first like season pass and like like seasonal content. So there's that. And then they also have the fact that people bought a premium edition with the year of content promised. And I'm assuming they're not going to get refunds for that. So I thought there was a red flag though, because like, I, I think it was a week ago now. If yeah, we you know it was Friday. So yeah, a week ago, their uh, social media person quit, and he announced on uh, Twitter that he was leaving. I was like, hmm, that's kind of odd, but it happens, you know. And then this happened. So I was, if they still had uh, a, a PR person, it, you know, we would. Uh, I, I wanted to reach out to them at Gaming Nexus and ask them about this. Like, what does this mean, you know, for people who bought the game? But there's nobody there. They're gone. Number four, PlayStation released its Game of the Year award winners as voted on by us, the fans, over on the PlayStation blog this week. As you might expect, there was a heavy Spider-Man 2 presence among the winners. Best new character was Venom from Spider-Man 2. Best story was Spider-Man 2. Best graphical showcase was Spider-Man 2. Best art direction was Alan Wake 2. Best audio design with Spider-Man 2, Soundtrack of the Year, Spider-Man 2, Best Accessibility Feature, Spider-Man 2, Best Use of DualSense, Spider-Man 2, <laughs> Best Multiplayer Experience was Baldur's Gate 3, Best Ongoing Game was Fortnite, Best Expansion was Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, Best Sports Game was EA Sports FC 24, Best Independent Game was Sea of Stars, Best PSVR 2, or I'm sorry, PSVR 2 Game of the Year was Resident Evil Village, PS4 Game of the Year was Hogwarts Legacy, PS5 Game of the Year was Spider-Man 2, Studio of the Year was Insomniac Games, and the most anticipated game of 2024 and beyond was, no surprise, Grand Theft Auto 6. So, what do you think about the, the list here? It's uh, the Spider-Man 2 list. It is. I don't, none of it seemed exceptionally surprising to me. I thought, you know, maybe Baldur's Gate 3 surprised me, honestly. That did surprise me. I, I just assumed it's always going to be Modern Warfare or like Fortnite, right? Cool, yeah. great for Baldur's Gate. I think that's really cool that they won that. The Phantom Liberty expansion, to be honest with you, I couldn't name another expansion, so that made sense to me. <laughs> Sports games are so weird. It's like it's like it's always Madden or FC. Yeah. Like, it's just whatever, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
again, if you ask me to name what I thought would be PSVR 2 game of the year, I would have said Resident Evil because it's the biggest name. And then I think that, um, you know, the most anticipated game will be GTA 6 until it comes out in 10 years. I think that'll just keep winning that award. <laughs> Definitely. I'm more. What get what category do you think Skull and Bones will win next year? I'm gonna go with multiplayer experience. <laughs> I hope so. That actually, some... it should be the fucking soundtrack. They yeah. should be playing sea shanties the whole time and like really cool Dude. Irish music and shit. It should be really fun. I'm glad you said that because I forgot to put that on the list of games I was playing. But I, I'm sure that you're gonna talk about that too. So I'm, I'm so glad you said that. That's that that game is gonna be. Let me back up. That game's better than I expected it to be. Because, you know, we've been, we've been conditioned to think it was a hot mess this entire time. Mm-hmm. But anyway, as far as the awards, I'm super annoyed Spider-Man 2 won as many awards as it did. Like, <laughs> you, fucking people are, you fucking people are dummies voting for that game this much. Like, the cool sheeple. game. Yeah. <laughs> you, cool game. You know, whatever. I couldn't finish it. I, I just, like, whatever. It's more Spider-Man. Admittedly, I'm not a Spider-Man guy. We've already established that. So, Whatever, you know, I, I get that it's a good game, but it it, it 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 was deserving of like nine awards here. I don't think so. No way. I don't think so. No sir. Don't we played, that at all. We played some really fun games this year. That like when did we play Operation Tango? Was that last year? Or this uh, year? Was last that Christmas? Was, that was twenty one, I think. Oh fuck. Anyway, yeah, point you're, being, you're, yeah, point time being, flies. Point <laughs> being, I fucking love that game and. Mm-hmm. It will never win an award. And to yeah. me, it has better traits than some games that have won awards. Like, oh, like yeah. I thought the art style of that game was incredible. The multiplayer experience was a lot of fun. Like, I, the, the audio design, I thought, was really cool on it because of the way it integrated all the things you were doing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just thought... And also, like, to win accessibility features, to me, is always, it's like such a fucking cop-out award. Like, any game can win that fucking thing. What do you mean? Is it just because the most disabled people played Spider-Man 2? Well, no, I think that, I mean... <laughs> it's like they did anything special. It's like this colorblind things and whatever else. We could call well, well, I mean, they they probably had some, a bunch of extra shit. Cause I will say this. PlayStation Studios are pretty good about their accessibility stuff. It's like them and Insomniac, Naughty Dog. Uh, they really, like I guess, go the extra mile, so to speak, to, to add more stuff than, than typical than just the colorblind or the narration of the menus or whatever the fuck so they probably deserve that one i don't know i didn't look at that stuff but i just like best graphical showcase i don't know guys i don't know it looks good it looks mm-hmm. good but did you look at phantom liberty for cyberpunk yeah you know I and no listen ride for the motorcycle <laughs> ride game for. you're yeah. telling uh, dude game <laughs> sucks it fucking yeah. looks amazing <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know I mean, I get it. It's, you know, it could have been rigged too. I mean, but I, I also have a hard time believing that Spider-Man 2 won over Baldur's Gate 3 in a fair fight. But I think that part of it too is, you know, there's a huge Spider-Man fan base and whatever. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. It's just fan awards. But, you know, you people, you people, God bless you. Number five, we have a bunch of news nuggets as well. Travis, feel free to jump in here. We got some good ones. Got some good ones. First nugget. Website Insider Gaming reported this week that 2025's Call of Duty game will be a direct sequel to Call of Duty Black Ops 2 and is set in the year 2030. On the multiplayer front, it will feature both new and remastered maps from the original Black Ops 2, and Zombies mode will return to the more traditional round-based format. The Pick 10 weapon customization system will also return and will include an overhaul of its movement system. For now, 
We must look forward to 2024's Call of Duty Black Ops Goal 4, which will be out next fall on both current and last-gen systems, Fart Noise, and is also the first game in the franchise's history to enjoy a four-year development cycle, which is intriguing. Uh, Black Ops 2 near future doesn't intrigue me at all, though. I'm not sure Black Ops Cold Gulf War intrigues me either. Oh, wow. See, it does intrigue me. That one the does. thing that intrigues me is it's been on a four-year cycle. I'm, I, I just, I don't know. But, I think the Gulf War is cool. It's unexplored. You know, there's not a lot of games that do the Gulf War. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess. We can, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Maybe we'll get some real injuries, you know? You don't want to do Desert Storm? Anyway. I mean, I've already been there. Also, website Video Games Chronicle reported that the PlayStation 5 has hit 50 million units sold, according to Sony. The system currently sits a mere one week slower than PS4 in terms of units sold when launch aligned, which is quite a feat, considering that it was months behind PS4's timeline back in July when numbers were last reported. The PS5 also outsold Xbox Series X and S3 to 1 this year, according to research firm Ampere Analysis. So, just world-beating numbers here and killing Xbox. No surprise, really. They just got so much momentum. Chinese gaming companies Tencent and NetEase saw their market values fall a combined $80 billion with a B dollars this week after Chinese Jesus. regulators announced new rules limiting spending in online games in the country. Under new rules, video games will no longer be able to reward players for daily logins, spending on a game multiple times, and they must also, uh, sorry, or spending on a game multiple times, and they must also limit how much money players can deposit in their in-game wallets. So in theory, this should, if this passes, this should, or holds, I should say, uh, this should apply to all games made by Tencent and NetEase is my understanding. So fuck them. Fuck them. Um, interesting that they want to kill their own economy. Maybe they should work on the fucking housing market over there too. They're doing some <laughs> wild shit in China. Chalker. Mm, yeah, listen, guys, listen, I know that we're still, like, listen, for all intents and purposes, America is still, we're still the, we're, we're still, we're still in the lead, right? I know that China's oh, yeah. been, China's been coming up, but they keep doing weird shit with their economy that makes you think it's kind of a shell. And then, um, you know, Russia can just kill everybody, but they don't really right. have the influence that we have. Uh, you know, it's really us or Russia. I think China kind of fucks around a little bit, but man, when I read stuff like that, I'm like, what are they doing? Like, right. I mean, $80 billion market value between two companies. That's ridiculous. And you can't tell me they don't, they can't grease some palms over there. China. Sure. Sure. So glad, hope it holds. Glad it couldn't happen to a better bunch of, better bunch of folks there. Next nugget. The 18 year old responsible for the hack and subsequent leak of the large amount of GTA 6 data last year has been sentenced to life imprisonment in a secure hospital by a British judge until such time that a mental health tribunal can determine he no longer poses a danger to society. So What, what the fuck? Yeah, actually, I think he's 17. But uh, that feels extreme. I think that they basically are put. I think this is a nice way of putting him in a padded, saying that we're going to put him in a padded room, because here's what happened. So just for some context, they caught him hacking. They, that he, he, they caught him, obviously, that he was the GTA 6 hacker. Mm-hmm. They had him in a hotel, I guess. I guess waiting on trial or some shit. I don't know how, why they, I don't know. He was in a hotel. He used a Amazon fire stick and a cell phone to hack another company and steal a bunch of data. That's all he needed. And he said that he, they said, then he said, then he had the audacity to say, 
that if they let him out of prison, he would hack him again. So the judge was like, okay, fuck him. <laughs> Life imprisonment in a padded cell I, so you can uh, figure your shit out. I, 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 yeah. I, this feels extreme. Like he's a highly intelligent teenager that is uh, clearly mm. hates, hates uh, what do they call it? These adverse to yeah, authority. Like, yeah, he's the TV show that was it? Mr. Robot. He's Mr. Robot. Yeah, like that seems excessive. What do you mean until he's fit? Like he don't worry. He's never going to be fit according to your rules. Don't worry. MI MI six, the FBI, yeah, exactly. CIA, CIA. Somebody's going to get this dude out of this fucking hospital. That's what I'm saying. Like, hey. They just yeah. Why is yeah. the government not talking to this kid? If he can hack into a fucking company with an Amazon Fire Stick, like let him run wild. Let's see what yeah. he come up. With. He'll have he'll have Russia's nuclear codes and point the fucking missiles at Moscow in two minutes. Like, <laughs> like just appease him. Yeah. <laughs> see what we can come up yeah. with. He's clearly a savant. So, anyway, next nugget. Dead Space co-creator Glenn Schofield, who just recently left Callisto Protocol Studio Striking Distance, a studio which he founded, by the way revealed on social media that he is already working on a new game project and will reveal more in 2024. 2024, the year of more. That works out for him. So, uh, yeah, he's back at it. Rocksteady and Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League were victims of leaks this week as well, with major spoilers for the game appearing online, so just beware if you're out on those Twitter streets. Put that guy in fucking jail. We can't <laughs> yeah, have him out there. So. We, can't have him, no. we can't have him hacking GTA 6. Like, <laughs> God, yeah, Christ. we can't have him telling us who the fucking bad guys are going to be in Suicide Squad. Kill the Justice League. Uh, also, Max Payne voice actor James McCaffrey passed away this week at the age of 65 following a battle with cancer. Bethesda announced that Fallout 76 has hit 17 million players since launch several years ago. They also revealed the game's roadmap for 2024, which includes an expansion of the game map itself. Website Games Industry reported that indie RPG Sea of Stars has reached 4 million players in just four months since its launch. Chinese communist conglomerate Tencent has closed down U.S.-based studio Team Kaiju and moved some of its staff to other projects. The developer was established in 2020 and was working on a AAA, mul AAA multiplayer game led by former Halo and Battlefield leads Rosie Zagorcheva and Scott Warner. Keyword Studios has acquired the multiplayer group from cloud tech firm Improbable for 76.5 million British pounds sterling. TMG is known for their service work and co-development work on titles like Fall Guys, Modern Warfare 2, Mortal Kombat 1, and Starfield. Website Pushsquare reported that PSVR 2 game C-Smash VRS is getting online leaderboards, new accessibility features, Travis's favorite, and more in a January update. The highly anticipated Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is the next cover of Game Informer. As a part of their coverage this week, we learned that the game will take around 40 hours to complete. The, the main storyline, anyway. Pornhub, Travis, released their traffic numbers by game console for 2023 this week. PS4 led the way with nearly 42% of video game console traffic, followed by PS5 at 40%, which is odd considering that the PS5 doesn't have an accessible browser. So what are you motherfuckers doing out there? What are you? Guys I was gonna doing? tell you I don't even know how to get to a browser, but that's why. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how y'all are doing it. Not that I need to know. I'm good, but I don't even know how to get to the browser on the PS4. Yeah, same, same. What's wrong with phones? I guess it's kids, right? Like I don't know. Like they know their parents know. aren't gonna go on the PS4 and look at their browser search history on PS4. I feel like Pornhub would know. 
Yeah. I like they would yeah. be able to know. Maybe we get that hacker involved. Who's this? I want to meet this guy. <laughs> <laughs> you can find an article on him. I'm, I'm certain of it. Also, next nugget here. We learned this week that upcoming samurai action RPG Rise of the Ronin will have multiple difficulty options, thank God, including an easy narrative mode for players who don't want such a stiff challenge as Team Ninja's other games like Neo or Wolong fallen dynasty so this is music to my ears it's back on the wish list right yeah back on the wish list yeah listen i'm not trying to come home from work and fucking no. i'm gonna bury myself like no. No, no, no. <laughs> i don't have time for that no you'll break the sim rig you'll break the tvs the controllers the dog the wife even might even paint your ceiling yeah she's already broken you and uh michael An- who painted is it michael angelo painted the sistine chapel yeah yeah you and you and michael angelo buddies mm-hmm. anyway yeah, a little more detail than Kurt Cobain's ceiling <laughs> PlayStation has filed a patent that would allow the PS5 to automatically adjust game difficulty based on how well you're doing and I don't I don't really know why this is news this week we've talked about this before on the show yeah, but it, it anyway. happens behind the scenes anyway <laughs> yeah yeah definitely Konami has a new patch incoming in January for Metal Gear Solid Master Collection that will add some screen settings like smoothing screen size options for standard 16 by 9 and quote-unquote pixel perfect, whatever that means. Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth will have a roguelite element on top of an Animal Crossing-style minigame, according to a new update on the game's official website. After an uproar last week over the removal of Discovery content on the PlayStation Store, Sony has struck a new licensing deal with Warner Brothers, which will keep the content on the store for at least the next 30 months. So y'all can quit bitching. Really bad stuff that, you're never going to watch. What, like, can you watch Dirty Jobs as a problem? Is that what's happening? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, dude, exactly. I don't use my PlayStation to watch anything. Can't watch Bitch and Rides or whatever, Fast and Loud. That's... <laughs> Bitch and Rides is on, like, Motor Trend. It's not a Discovery... <laughs> that is a Discovery Network, isn't it? No, it might be. It might um, be. I know I was scrolling through the TV... My wife was scrolling through the TV guide the other night, and she was like, I don't know what to watch. I was like, put it on Bitch and Rides. <laughs> That's your show. <laughs> Listen, it's my favorite one. Oh my god! Of course it is. I have a you hat. What do you think my Ken Diggit a... my Ken Diggit hat is? Bitch and rides. Jesus Christ! Of course it is. They're hilarious. This fucking guy. I They're don't awesome. even know what it is. I don't even know what it is. They Never just, seen they, it. So maybe just, it's a great show. They just they they modify cars, and then one of the characters is called Kev Dog, and he's hilarious. He's like the <laughs> shop foreman, and he's just a goofy yeah. dude. And then the other guys, oh, they're just they have a fun man. Yeah, you know, like like we have fun. Trav dog. All right, next nugget here. <laughs> Great. <laughs> next nugget. Website PlayStation Universe reported that the following games received update patches this week: Baldur's Gate Three, The Finals, Mountain Blade Two, Banner Lord, Genshin Impact, Alan Wake Two, DNF Duel, Armored Core Six, God of War Ragnarok, Overwatch Two, Lords of the Fallen, and AEW Fight Forever. So if you've been waiting for some fixes or new content, check those out. Also, free-to-play first-person shooter. Speaking of, the finals has crossed 10 million players since its launch during the Game Awards. Embark Studios announced this week. Very impressive. That's good, right? Pretty good. Dark Souls 2's... Hang on a second. I want to do some numbers here. I want to do some quick math. So, if half of those players bought the Battle Pass for $10, what's that math? 5 million. It's 50 million. They made $50 million. Okay. So, let's say, whatever, 10%, so 1 million people and they made $10 million in fucking two weeks. It's crazy. Next nugget, Dark Souls 2's PS3 servers 
will be shutting down on March 31st. Don't even know why they were still active, but uh, time to upgrade to a PS4, I guess. Ubisoft's Prince of Persia The Lost Crown has gone gold ahead of its January 18th release. Yakuza Like a Dragon has hit 1.8 million copies sold, Sega announced this week, which doesn't sound like a lot at all, but I guess it is. No, I mean, the final show hit sold 10 million copies. I mean, for real. Uh, I, sh- I should have reorganized this better here. So, speaking again of the finals, developer Embark Studios says that they have no content roadmap at the moment, adding that they only want to, quote-unquote, make promises we can keep. So, that's interesting. I don't know if I, I don't know to re- whether to respect that or be concerned by that. I'm going to respect it for now. No, I, I like it because like, I feel like a lot of these live services come out and they tell you all this shit, and then the game sucks, and you're like, guys, yeah, we don't get an update for ten months. This is stupid. It'll be dead by then. I feel like doing it this way is a lot better because they can take um, feedback mm-hmm. and like basically make your roadmap, quote unquote, roadmap around your user base feedback which is all that you need to do anyway like you don't need to give them sure. shit they don't need so by That's all means point. use them you know and they and you could do mm-hmm. typical game shit you know like added in snow to monaco right like little things like that are easy to do you don't really need a roadmap for that i, I yeah. think that makes sense to me like this is how i would want to do it that's a good point. I never thought, I've never considered that. Like, listen, we're not going to tell you what we're going to give you. We're going to give you what you ask for type of thing. Like, that's cool. I can respect that if that's the case. Well, the other thing is, you know, they, if you can't make too many promises because you could, you could be like first contact entertainment and shut down the fucking studio before <laughs> you, you ever get past the first goddamn yeah, season of that's content. True. Or your, uh, your owners could lose $50 billion in value. <laughs> yeah, that too. That too. All right, next nugget. DC Studios boss James Gunn has confirmed this week that there will be more Arkhamverse video games following Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League next year. So that's promising, I think. Oh, recent PlayStation Plus game Sable is not getting a PS5 performance patch, according to developer Shedworks, despite it apparently not running very well. They're a, a two-man team, and they said they just don't have the time, money, or resources to devote to it. They moved on to their next project. So, the big middle finger to PS5 players. Also, just a PSA that asymmetric multiplayer game Friday the 13th is being delisted from digital storefronts on December the 31st, though online servers will remain available until December 31st of next year. If you're wanting to play that, you need to buy it now. Website Gamatsu reported that horror developer Bloober Team has partnered with Skybound Entertainment to develop a new game based on one of their IP. The game is due out in 2025. Challenging parkour platformer The Cub launches January 19th for PS4 and PS5. Hardcore side-scrolling adventure RPG Tales of Iron received a new update called Bright Fur Forest, which has added 13 new quests, 14 new bosses, and 96 new weapons and armor pieces this week. Sounds like a pretty robust update. Visual novel Mediterranea Inferno will release for PS4 and PS5 on March 5th. Dungeon RPG Yuna and the Haunted Hot Springs, the thrilling steamy Maze Kiwami has added a PS5 version ahead of its January 18th launch. That's just thrilled. Pictured a big titted Asian. You should look up the cover art. You will not be disappointed. Great. Also, Assault Suit Lanos 2 Saturn Tribute will launch April 25th for PS4 and PS5. Co op multiplayer game South Park Snow Day launches March 26th for PS5, and it looks awesome. And finally, 
Gamatsu reported that Trails series developer Falcom has revealed its lineup of currently in-development titles in an investor report this week, which includes multiple Trails games, as you might imagine, as well as an unannounced action RPG, a port of a title, which is coming to PS4 and PS5 at some point. So, that's all for the news this week, and uh going to turn it over to Travis here for this week's new games. So we've lost all Italicis, and we're back to just dates. We're back. We're back to Push Square. Push Square figured their shit out this week. I heard that the guy doing the list had went, and he was actually working as a PR guy for the studio that closed <laughs> down, and he came back. Maybe. So it's good to have him back. All right, Maybe. on the 19th, we have Loot River, Gun Club VR Reloaded, and Hotel R&R. On the 20th, mm-hmm. we have Rava and the Phantom Library, Rough Justice 84, The Rumblefish Plus, and Breachers. On the 21st, we have 3D Color Labyrinth, Arcade Archives, Mystic Warriors, Cherry Tower, Draco D, Ma Child, Lebensborn Remastered, Soko Winter, Three Minutes to Eight, Vetrix Worlds. On the 22nd, we have Railbreak, Synthetic Lover, and Tiger Blade. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, uh, not a big week. Not a big week. The biggest game, in my opinion, and I'm biased, is Breachers for PSVR 2. It's a game I sent you guys a clip of. It's like the, what is it? It's like Rainbow Six Siege for PSVR 2. I do own it. I haven't played it yet. It looks fucking dope. Some of the clips I've seen look incredible. Uh, another one that I bought was Gun Club VR Reloaded. Um, it's what it sounds like. Like you take turns in different courses. It's basically like you know going through like John Wick, like gun gun through shit That's in cool. different maps. And they have a SWAT update where you can like save hostages and shit somehow. Anyway, or cool. shoot them, or shoot them <laughs> if you want to. All right, so that's all for the new or the new games this week, and uh, we'll start to wrap the show up here like we always do by discussing what we've been playing and anything that we're looking forward to. What do you got? Um, yeah, I guess I'll start with um, Skull and Bones. So, Oh, yeah. Thank you. I forgot. Yeah, I played the, um, played the beta. I fell asleep mm-hmm. like 14 times while I was playing it because <laughs> I was uh-huh. tired. I will say I like the boating. I like driving the boats more than I liked it on Assassin's Creed. Yes, I agree. It's a lot more intuitive, um, a lot smoother. I had a lot of fun shooting stuff with the cannons and I thought it was pretty cool. Like I didn't mind the whole building process. You know, you have to go out and harvest different things. Once I figured out what I was doing, um, what's interesting about it though, is what, what you told me you had to do, um, to get to the port, I guess you'd call it. I never had to do that. I didn't have to kill any sharks or anything, but I just found my way to the place. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't have to kill any sharks, but I didn't. Cool. You're having a hard time. So I got there. Doesn't matter. Um, but no, sure. I don't. I don't think it's bad at all. Um, I read a line where people were getting bored, but I didn't really see it that way. If that makes sense, um, I, I thought it was agree. fine. I also really liked when you'd come back into the port and everybody's boat is just in the water. Like I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I mean, yeah. Like I said, I, I don't. Think it was cool. I think it's a lot better than I anticipated. Yeah, I, I think it has some good bones. I just, I don't know. It depends what they do with it, really. You know what I mean? Like, what what can they polish before it goes gold? Is there anything they're going to change? You know, that kind of thing. I thought that, you know, 
I got stuck at one point and couldn't figure out how to make my new boat. And I didn't. Yes. I think I thought they could have made some of the markers telling you what to do a little bit easier because it w- it wasn't it wasn't making sense to me at the time. I also had fallen asleep about four times, so maybe that's part of the problem. But yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't. It's really not that bad. Like, and shooting shit with your cannons is a lot of fun. <laughs> it is. And then I love all the ship customization and like, you know, all the different weapons you can have and everything. It's cool. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we gave it a hard time, rightfully so, but it's a lot better <laughs> than I imagined it would be. Like, I expected this glitchy mess that was janky as fuck, and it wasn't that bad, really. Like, even the voice acting isn't that bad. Yeah. I thought the voice acting was not bad. Like, the pirates, like, you're walking through, they're talking shit to you, yeah. telling yeah. you to fuck off and stuff. Yeah. Like. You gonna get it? You thinking about it? Uh, not for full price. Hell no. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if if it makes China recognize Taiwan as an independent company, maybe, but or <laughs> country, I mean. Mm. But no. That's funny because I put the I put the one hundred dollar version on my wish list after I played the beta. <laughs> you have fun with that. I might. Fucking might. I'll fucking do it again. Played some FIFA and like, I don't know, like I told you the other night, it was just, it decided yeah. that it needed to be difficult, like, like outrageously difficult. It didn't need to be that no, fucking game, hard. Games like, can't do that yet. PlayStation just patented sh- it. God. I tied, I'm in some tournament, I don't even fucking know, like one of those European things you get into and like, mm. I tied with Atletico Bilboa twice and I'm pretty sure it's not even a real team. <laughs> like, yeah. how do I tie with them twice? It doesn't even make sense. One was one nothing. It took everything I had to score a goal. The other one was four four, and like I would score, and they would literally score off the kickoff without losing possession. They would just bring the ball down the down the field and score. I'm like, okay, one of those fucking games, right? But yeah, anyway, it's whatever. I just, um, I mean, I enjoy. Like I said, it's the only game where I can have fun with the roster in the way that I used to have fun on NCAA. For some reason, yeah, like I don't get the same kick that. out of Madden. And I'm just, you know, I'm still doing what I do. I just toil away. If I get tired of a guy, I'll just sell him or loan him and buy another one and then sell that guy. So, you know, I have like 50 guys on my roster because like 20 of them are loaned out and uh, it's just ridiculous. Um, but yeah, uh, then the last thing that we played was the finals. Mm-hmm. I tried mm-hmm. the heavy guy out. Oh, you did? I didn't see that. I didn't. I don't know. It, I'm so much better with the medium and the light. The heavy guy, I'm not good with it. Maybe it's because he moves slower, but I, I do. I love the rocket launcher. Like, love the rocket launcher. Because <laughs> yeah, you can. It is fun. You just blow the whole side of a building uh, out. It doesn't matter. Like, if. if yeah. There, there was sure. a couple of times when I was when I was playing Matray before you got on that, like, we were at Monaco and they had taken. They went to B and it was up. You know, it's up in the thing that's hanging from the ceiling or whatever. Yeah, and I can just pull out the RPG and shoot one of the anchor points, and the whole thing falls. So, like, if you kind of get in a situation where it's counting down, it's getting really close, and everybody's up there fighting, you can just blow the thing to the ground. And if you get lucky, you could snake it. You know, um, love that yeah. the sniping. Uh, with the, I did the with the with the tiny guy. I just wanted mm-hmm. to try it, and it's it's really not that bad. It's um, it's like I was wondering. It's it's like a two shot kill unless you're um. Unless you're dead on, uh, which I think is fair, it, it doesn't feel like it's weighted poorly or anything. The cloaking, gotcha. the cloaking thing is really good. Um, it seems like it gets less effective later in the match. It's like I guess players get used to it; they know you're going to come cloak. But yeah. 
at the beginning of the match, you can kind of get away with some stuff because it seems like nobody's ever prepared for it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they sneak up on me for sure. Yeah. And then like, they're, they're so, those little fuckers are so fast, but they have no freaking health either. So, um, yeah, but the medium fits my play style pretty well. Um, I agree. I, I enjoy it completely. I unlock the turret. I like to throw down the turret. Hmm gotten better with the actual frag grenade now i can actually get damage before i was just like winging it and the stuff i got a couple kills the other night with it um but no it's a it's a really fun game um i just wish i could make my character cool without having to buy shit that's so annoying yeah i won't give in to capitalism (laughs) (laughs) yeah i bet you won't i bet you won't i uh you know i don't that's part of the that's part of it though it's a free-to-play game they want you to spend a little bit of money yeah that's fair Give give them ten dollars. Yeah, you, you know you've got ten dollars out of the game already. You know what's fair is buy the battle pass. The free to play games, I don't mind them having battle passes that you pay for. But when I pay seventy dollars for Battlefield, and then you want me to mm. pay fifty dollars, dude, fuck off! I already paid you. Mm. Like I don't mind paying the oh, free to play guy at all. Like that's a fair point. I'll buy that a hundred percent. Yeah, 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 definitely. I'm with. I I understand that totally. Yeah, you pay seventy bucks, you want to complete your game. Like you know, cool. You want to do a battle pass, but you know. Give it to me. I understand that totally. I, but I, I already, I did buy the battle pass for the finals. I have no problem with that. It's ten bucks. You know, it's a, it's a free game to me. It's more than worth ten dollars. I'll, I'll buy the next one in March whenever they have a new one, like twenty dollars over, you know, six or whatever, four months. Like no problem. Yeah, no we've problem. done worse. I, oh yeah, a hundred percent. And we, you know, we've already played for like four, five, six hours, and I fucking love that game. <laughs> Just feel, love it that. feels so good. It like genuinely yeah. feels good. It feels so good to play. Like it, it works well. The movement's awesome. The shooting is good. I think they've even improved it from the beta a little bit because the yeah, beta was a, we, we, the beta. We were kind of like, all right, what's up with this? Like, yeah. you know, we liked it, but we were kind of like, ah, oh, it's different. But I think it's perfect now. I think they've, you know, of course, we haven't played since the one point four update since last week. You know, we haven't played since last weekend. We'll we'll figure it out this weekend if yeah. they've but the boards shit or buff shit. Yeah, but the fucking boards are good too. Like. Yeah. That's the 100%. biggest thing is the boards have to be good and it's, they're fucking good. They are. Yeah. We talked last week and I think it was like how they're, they're like just the right size. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you can escape, you know, get across the map, but you're, you never feel like you can't get to something, mm-hmm. you know, you can't get to, to where somebody's at or, yeah. you know, quick, quickly enough or whatever. So like, I think it's balanced pretty well. And I do appreciate the fact that there's no attachments for weapons. Like everybody has a level playing field. Like you're either good or you're not. You can either kill them or you can't definitely appreciate that. I fucking love it. It's great. It's wonderful. They they do the little things well too. Like the placement of the loot boxes, the placement of where you can mm -hmm. bank all the stuff. Like they even put those in good spots. Like, yeah, it's hard to imagine they did all that shit by accident. Like it it seems like it's incredibly thought out. I agree. For those, for all of those reasons, I have no problem giving them ten dollars for the battle pass whatsoever. It. Yeah, no problem what, uh, whatsoever to do that. And the other, some of the other things I've been playing, uh, what have I been playing? Towers and Powers. I think I may have mentioned that last week. I don't remember, but it's a it's a tower defense game on PSVR two. Just reviewed it for Gaming Nexus. I gave it an eight point five out of ten. I think it's a really really good VR game. You know, as someone who really isn't into tower defense games, like played them before, obviously, but not like that's not my favorite type of strategy game is tower defense. I would say that this is one of the best that I've played. Part of that's because it's in VR. I think VR is like the best way to play a tower defense game. Like it's so much better in VR because like you can 
It's interesting. Grab, yeah, because you can grab the shit and like actually place it where you want it. And then this game, you can stack units. Yeah, your towers can have three stories, so like cool. you can mix and match your units. So like for instance, <clears throat> if I put three archers on top of each other, then I'm just they it, that tower just shoots arrows like really fucking fast. Or if I took an archer and a Viking and an engineer, which normally throws like explosive barrels, there's different combinations that create different like well they create oh, different combinations. So like if smart. I did that and I had the Viking on top, then what that does is it, I have a Viking who throws Viking axe, but he throws it faster because he has the archer tower underneath of him, and then and then when it hits, it chains lightning bolt between lightning uh, bolt. up to three. Yeah, lightning bolt chains lightning uh, between three enemies. Uh, so that you get a, you get some passive bonuses. So it's a really cool game. And then the powers part of it is you like you get mana like as you play through a wave or whatever. And then you can draw with your right hand some different like symbols or whatever on the on the screen. And like you can drop fireballs down mm-hmm. or acid rain or something like that. They're so like it's, a big it's dick. cool. And then like, <laughs> or a big dick. Just, just <laughs> that'd be great. If that was like. A, yeah, if that was like a cheat code, I never even never even thought to try that. Just draw like a little cock and balls and see if that's like just ends the game. We are different gamers because my first thought would be draw a dick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see what happens. Definitely. Yeah, it might it might make a really big tower. I don't know. <laughs> that's funny to me. That's a that's a really interesting idea for like cheat codes in VR games or whatever. Nobody does cheat codes anymore though in games. Yeah, it's sad. I miss that. Yeah, it's lame as fuck. Oh, I forgot to mention that I uh, pre-ordered mm-hmm. War Hospital. It's like an adult. Nice. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you being excited about video games. I love that. <laughs> I got I the Madame Curie edition, so we have the X-ray. Like, I'm all in. Let's That's do good. this. That's yeah. good. You also, have to let me know if, I haven't decided if I'm going to get it or not. Well, I was reading through some of the stuff. It's like, you can decide when to send people back to the front and, like... Mm-hmm that's a legitimate thing that you read about is like, they didn't understand PTSD. So they would just send people back who were, who were like shell shocked. It's not funny, but like, right. They didn't know what the fuck they were doing. So they would just send these assholes back, these poor assholes back. And they just, they would just like, they wouldn't, they would just sit there because they couldn't, they couldn't mentally deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. So basically you can, you can fuck up the war by sending people back who aren't healthy, uh, according to what I read. So, Oh, well, that's wild. That, that that I mean, it's cool in a weird way. You know what I mean? Also, like you said, Blade Skull and Bones. I love it. Uh, well, hang on. Love's not a strong word. I love the finals. I really like Skull and Bones, what I've seen of it so far. I think it's way better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's fun. Like, yeah, it's, it's a fun game. Yeah, definitely. It's got some things to iron out. Don't get me wrong. It's a beta. You know, there's some jank in there. But the the ship customization, the customization of your pirate, like, it's it's what I want it to be. Like. You know, just let me be a pirate. So let me go pick up quests, go around the world, blowing shit up, delivering stuff, whatever, you know, upgrading my boat. It's cool. Totally cool with me. Now, the part that's going to piss me off is going to be the Red Dead Online problem, which is people are going to try to like fucking, you know, <laughs> grief you and shit like that. 100% people are going to try to grief you. I understand that totally. There's ways to fix that. You know, they can do a passive mode like uh, Red Dead Online probably at some point, whatever. You know, I, I, I get that, but that's kind of part of being online. Like, you know, people teabag you, people blow you up on GTA online when you're doing a heist with their fucking jet or whatever. And, you know, I get it. People are stupid, yeah. but uh, okay. I, I enjoyed it, man. Yeah. I enjoyed it quite a bit. So you get teabag. Last time we played COD, uh, we were on the map with all the, uh, all the planes on it. Uh-huh. What's it called? Boneyard? Did I make that up? Uh, I don't know. It's just fucking planes, planes in the middle of the map, guys. 
Anyway. Oh, I know. What yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Some guy shot me and he teabagged Scrap yard, me. I think. Scrapyard. He shot me and he teabagged me in the plane. I was zero mm-hmm. and six. What are you teabagging me for? I'm I'm not Why good. Not? Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, he didn't look at the scoreboard. He was just like, "All right, I'm I'm teabagging this guy too." But, uh, there's another game I'm playing that I I guess I can't talk about. I don't fucking know. I'm just gonna. I've mentioned it before. There was a typo in the embargo notes, but playing something else right now for review got a while with it, so which I very much appreciate. But uh, yeah, so that's it. Uh, looking forward to checking out Breachers. Bought that. Um, hopefully, I can check that out a little bit this weekend. Looking forward to playing more finals this weekend when you're done working, being a, a hardworking man like uh, Brooks and Dunn. Mm-hmm. So just, just let me know. And yeah, that's about it. So that's it for me. That's it for Travis. That's it for the show. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe to get a new episode delivered every Monday on your podcast service or the YouTube. And uh, yeah, leave us a like or I'm sorry, rating or review on your podcast service on like or comment on YouTube. All that's very helpful for us fighting the algorithm and uh, social media. Find us there. Let's chat some PlayStation. You can find us on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it. We go by at the DualSense pod. It's the same on Instagram, threads, and Facebook as well. And uh, our website is the DualSensePodcast.wordpress.com. Find us there. And I didn't talk with uh, you talk with you about this, Travis, but I don't think we'll do an episode next week because it's right and slap, right slap in the middle of the holidays. And I can't imagine that we'll keep up this busy news cycle right in between two holidays. All the studios typically go on holiday. Websites usually go on holiday. So I don't think anything will be going on. So we'll we'll take a week off too, and uh, we'll come back after the new year with, with some new shit. So anyway, we're going to get out of here now. Thank you for listening. Take care. We'll talk at you next time. Bye-bye.